Welcome to the Strategic Marketer Podcast, where we talk about strategies, tactics, and practical steps to help you become a more strategic marketer. I'm your host, Joseph Lewin, and today's conversation is with Ravi Kiasaram. Ravi is a growth strategist, and his personal passion is to help young managers live out their full potential. In our conversation today, we're talking about the importance of marketers developing a personal growth strategy. And he specifically talks about five elements that you can focus on that are going to help you upgrade your career and create new opportunities within your organization. You're going to learn about how to connect your marketing expertise to overarching business goals so that you can get the ear of top executives in your organization. Ravi is one of my favorite people that I've interviewed so far for the podcast. He's extremely smart, but he has a level of humility that's really refreshing in the marketing world and the corporate world. So without further ado, let's dive into the conversation with Ravi. Should marketers develop a personal growth strategy? I think uh, every professional should develop a personal growth strategy, but marketers more so. And the reason why marketers need to develop a personal growth strategy is just because they're ubiquitous. You know, as a marketer, you're talking to product leaders, you're talking to, you know, people in finance, you're talking to people in sales, operations. So you are like the, you know, bee that's gathering honey from everywhere. So I think it's really, really important that as a marketer, you build uh, a personal growth strategy that not only elevates you to where you see yourself going, but also elevates the organization with your own performance. And uh, and the last thing is, you know, the organization seriously uh, depends on your success. So they are counting on your success. So unless you have a personal growth strategy that can get you to where you want to, the organization will also be limited in where it can get to. Hmm. Yeah. And one thing that sticks out to me that you just said, and we're going to spend pretty much the entire rest of this conversation talking about the personal growth strategy. But you said as a marketer, you interface with all of these different departments. And I think that's also something that separates out, you know, your entry level marketing specialist from like a VP of marketing. One of the big differences between the two is going to be that the VP of marketing has interaction with people across the organization and understanding of things outside of their own specialty and that ability to understand how the organization runs at a whole as a whole and the challenges of different departments that's one of the most valuable things that a vp brings to the table it's being able to connect their specific expertise to those overarching um, business goals absolutely and uh, and i hope at the end of this uh, these 25 minutes that we have you have uh, more visibility into the things that you can focus on to not just depend on your leader, but also to support your leader. You know, if you, as a young marketer or as a middle-level marketer, if you're able to do the same, but perhaps at a lower magnitude, it is bound to support your leader. So you're 100% correct, Joseph. I really hope we leave the audience with uh, more food of thought at the end of this session. All right, so you have uh, five core elements of of a personal growth strategy. So can you walk through those five elements with us? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the way I have always thought about this is 
uh, I wish, you know, I'm 36 now, so I wish somebody had told me about all these things when I was 22 or 23. So I had not done, you know, a few of the mistakes that I had, or probably I could have been more proactive with how I approached these five elements. So uh, the first and the foremost element is business acumen. I think uh, it's one of the things that is uh, so easy to acquire. People think that, oh, you know, I'm not good at business or I'm not good at numbers, but that's, you don't require all of those things. It just is, we'll talk more about what business acumen means, but that's the most important thing. And it's, it's not really easy. It's not really difficult to make progress. And this is more on the, you know, uh, on the business side of things. But the other things that I have are more around your personal uh, uh, stamp or your personal brand. So the number two is, I would always, you know, uh, recommend that you be action oriented. Number three is, as a marketer, you would have a lot of ambiguity to deal with. So how well can you manage the ambiguity? So it could be about, you know, how do you price a product or what kind of a go-to-market strategy do you, uh, you know, deploy or which creative agency should you work with or what should your messaging be? So all of these things are ambiguous and, you know, how well do you deal with that ambiguity? And the fourth element is collaboration. As we talked about your role in the organization, you have to come across as someone who is a binding agent. So how well can you collaborate with different people, people that you love and people that you just, you know, uh, uh, get along? And the, the, and the last element is your interpersonal skills. You know, uh, if you look at a finance uh, professional, a lot of uh, their work content is defined or is measured in terms of the models that they have built and uh, the value that they are bringing in terms of financial visibility. But for folks like us, it is how well are we influencing others towards the same common goal. Mm -hmm. uh, so just to summarize, the five elements are business acumen, being action-oriented, managing ambiguity, being collaborative, and the last is uh, being uh, you know, effective with your interpersonal skills. Yeah, we're going to spend most of this podcast focused on the business acumen because I think that's the one um, that if you're not brought up into leadership c can be kind of a black box. It can be kind of hard to, uh, to, to have visibility into how you gain that business acumen. And like you said, some of it's not necessarily um, rocket science. It's not necessarily crazy, but it's just if you haven't been brought up into a level of leadership, you might not be exposed to what you need to know, but there's ways to kind of find that. But just before we move there, what, what I like uh, about these other skills that you have, they're definitely things that are important for anybody trying to grow in a personal growth strategy. But I think they're all especially important for marketers because being action-oriented is vital in marketing. Things are always changing. And if you're going to wait and be a reactive person, you're, you're really never going to move up to a high level uh, in your organization in marketing, um, because it's that it's that being willing to take a risk and take action in a wise way that can really set set you apart. So I love that one. And then managing ambiguity. I mean, I, again, to really understand the market, you have to do research, and that's customer research and internal research. And so you th that's a skill that I've really learned over the last couple of years, and it, it's made a huge difference because now anytime I'm in a situation where uh, whether it's related to marketing or not, where I go, well, I have no idea. 
I now have the skills to go, well, I know how to find out. And that, you know, interviewing people or, you know, doing customer research, talking to people in different departments. And so it's, uh, I think one of the main jobs of marketing is to take ambiguity out of different situations. And then with the collaboration side of things, um, it's collaborating with people internally and the interpersonal skills relate right in with that. And then um, also collaborating with outside partners, like what we're doing right now. We're having this conversation where uh, both building our personal brand and both building, um, you know, equity, even for our company, uh, like, uh, you know, building value for our companies by communicating like this. And that really only happens um, uh, if you if you're collaborative and in marketing, you really have to be. Um, so to summarize a lot of those other other words besides business acumen, I'd actually use the word you, you kind of have to learn how to be political. And I think that word has a lot of negative connotive, uh, connotations. But really, that just means being able to be aware of factors outside of your immediate area that are affected by your decisions and being able to understand what other people are looking for uh, across your organization or outside of your organization and speak to that. And that's really the job of marketing is to influence people. And so if you can understand how different people operate together and you can speak to that, um, it can really go far. And sorry, I know I'm kind of monologuing there, but you you just kind of... Uh, inspired me to <laughs> to dive into those because I think they're absolutely excellent. No, I mean, you, you've been a very successful marketing professional yourself, so it's very validating and reassuring uh, to hear someone, you know, who's doing well to echo the same sentiments and uh, really appreciate your commentary there. This week's episode of The Strategic Marketer is brought to you by The Brand Compass Course. If you're looking to take your marketing services side hustle to the next level, the Brand Compass course is for you. In the course, you're going to learn how to identify your ideal customers and narrow down to serve a niche market. Then you're going to learn how to productize your offering so that it's easier for customers to understand exactly what you do for them. And then you're going to put all of this information into a one page messaging guide. That way you can use your customer's language to speak exactly to their pain points and problems every single time. Check out the show notes for a link to the course. Let's dive in and talk a little bit more about the business acumen side and, and go a lot deeper on that. So what are some of the core principles that marketers need to understand about business acumen? So, uh, Joseph, you know, one of the most important things that I think about when we talk about business acumen is just a deep dive into your own business. You know, if you are a part of a you know company which which primarily is into the B two C space or into B two B, I think the underlying questions remain the same. And uh, the first and foremost question that I I probably prompt all of us to ask is, what is our business model? So, how do we make you know, revenues in our respective organization. So, I mean, uh, if you look at, uh, if you look at a razor blade or say, let's talk about the Gillette. So, you know, you would not make money on selling razors. You're making money selling on, uh, selling, you know, blades. So when you're trying to get to the market, you'd want people to buy your razor so you probably price it a little lower but once they have the razor you know for a fact that they're going to come back to you uh multiple times during their lifetime so long you know long way of uh, 
putting this together is always ask this question what kind of business are you into and what's your business model mm. so uh, that'd be the first uh, you know first area to start with joseph and uh, you know the next thing that comes to mind is i mean well when you know your business model how do you well, let me stop you there real quick just to kind of clarify so by the business model um that would be essentially how does your company make money and understanding um how, like do you have recurring revenue coming in from customers or is it one-off sales and are you selling something that's going to be on the lower cost side of the market or something that's the premium side and if you don't understand that and you have a premium product you could go oh we could increase sales by dropping our costs i mean by dropping our price but by doing that you're really changing trying to change the business model and might actually make your company lose money as you <laughs> as you grow or as you scale and so you know it's the business model and you can correct me if i'm if i'm not saying that all the way but it's it's kind of how does your company make money and what are the different levers that you use to to bring in customers and income absolutely and one example that comes to my comes to my mind that all of us would be able to relate to is you know are you a delta airlines or are you a southwest so mm. i mean the difference is uh, probably not visible to all of us unless we ask this question what's their business model so if you look at southwest business model they're very operations focused it's not that they cannot afford a software that could assign you seats the only reason they don't assign you seats is because they want you to be at the gate on time every time so there can they can take off on time every time so they can keep their planes in the sky for much longer whereas uh, you know if you look at delta their experience their experience driven you know there's a sense of uh, you know high end there's a sense of luxury and that's why you know their their service model is different so but joseph you're absolutely right i think it's really really important for us to dive deep and understand not just how we make you know money but how you know what is our business model in terms of positioning and so on and so forth yeah that's great yeah and you can keep rolling i know i interrupted you there but i just wanted to kind of clarify that and go a little deeper that yes so once you you know one of the area that comes to uh, you know one of the next thing that should come to your mind is once you figured oh this is my business model so the next thing that you have to start thinking is is the business model similar to your competitors and there are always competitors you know which are immediate competitors versus you know other competitors if you look at a, a southwest you know probably southwest would look at the other you know i won't quite call them low cost but i could probably ca- call them no frills airlines so that's their immediate competitors now you you probably have to you know draw different parallels do we have the same uh, frequency of flights do you have the same number of aircraft do you have the same market shares and obviously rationalize how you are different from them and similarly you also have to paint a layer of the overall land you know just to see okay you know how vulnerable are, is your model if delta were to tweak something so uh, the first point that we talked about joseph is obviously more visibility into your business model and the second aspect that we're talking uh, talking about is how does your business model compare and contrast with the competitors so you can stay ahead of them or so you don't give them an opportunity to encroach into your space yeah and understanding the the um competition i think sometimes companies can get so focused on their competition that they're just trying to 
copy what their competition is doing and, and they're concerned about it. But it's it's a way for you to even be able to say, well, how do we capture a market that our competitors aren't capturing? Or how do we differentiate ourselves so that maybe there's certain customers that won't come to us from our competitor, but how do we separate ourselves out so that the people who make the most sense for us come over? And you can't do that if you don't understand what your competitors are doing. But, but very true, very true. And then that leads us to you know the next aspect, right? Which is always ask this question of yourself and uh, you know your vice presidents and other senior leaders in the company. What is your what is your organization's growth strategy? So you know when you're looking at competitors, it's obviously you're trying to differentiate yourself vis-a-vis your competitors. But the differentiation should naturally lead you to building a growth strategy that is sustainable and that speaks to areas such as what are your revenue goals? You know, how big do you want to be in the next five years and how profitable do you want to be in the next five years? And when you think about how big do you want to be in the next five years, it naturally answers the question of what should your market share be? So it is all related and linked, Joseph. So again, just to, and I'll keep revisiting so we don't lose this, uh, you know, trail of thought with our listeners. So the first aspect is you're asking what your business model is. The second aspect is you're comparing and contrasting it with your competitors. And while you do that, the third element is you almost always have to think about what is your growth strategy? Because if you don't think in terms of growth, you become stagnant for the time being. And soon enough, you'll become obsolete. So it is not that, you know, do you want to grow or do you not want to grow? It is more of the fact that you must grow to be uh, relevant in the future. Mm. So that's the third element, uh, you know, that 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 be very high importance, Joseph, which obviously actually feeds into the next thing, which is what are your revenues today? What are your margins today? And as a marketer, this is really important because unless you know your revenues, unless you know margins, you would not have enough latitude to speak to your senior leaders. You won't be able to make you know a decision on pricing. You won't be able to make a decision on you know what go-to-market strategies do you want to deploy. So I think all these things are really important because they make you more informed. And when you're right. interfacing with different functions, it makes you uh, you know it makes you speak their language. Yeah, no, that's excellent. And the other aspect is, you know, the first the first set of things that we've talked about, again, at the risk of repeating myself, uh, you know, very much, we talked about business model, we talked about business model in contrast with competitors, we talked about uh, growth strategy, we talked about revenues, we've talked about margins. The most, you know, this is all probably the left brain side, but the other element that we must talk about is curiosity. Mm-hmm. So how curious are you about what's going on in the environment that you're working on? And how curious are you about your own role? And you almost always have to think about, you know, the role that I'm playing, is it helping my organization grow more revenues, which speaks to the top line? Or is the role that I'm playing more in sync with the bottom line, which is the profits? So I always suggest, you know, when you're thinking about your personal growth strategy, not just think about hard facts and strategies, but also think about softer elements and how you connect to the overall organization's plans or initiatives. Yeah, I think that one's really important because, you know, we talk a lot about 
the importance of customer research on this call and how vital it is and how you need to understand your customers' pain points and problems and you know the the jobs to be done for them what what it's going to take for um for you to come up with a unique solution that really solves their their underlying challenges um and then and then speaking to those things and helping paint a, a vision of the future that um uh, that they want to see and how your solution helps them get there but what you're talking about is yes you need to be curious about your customers but you also need to take that same level of curiosity and use it internally and so saying what are the pain points and problems of of the CEO of my company and and the VP level executives and each layer, it's going to be something maybe a little bit different. And the more curious you are and the more you ask questions and, and understand the pain points and problems and jobs to be done of each level of the organization at your company, um, the more effectively you can use language and positioning and everything for yourself to make sure you're working on the right projects that actually bring growth to your company and that you're not being pushed into a tiny corner that nobody's ever going to have any idea what you did, you know, you're not really going to grow that way. But if you understand the organizational goals, you can over time position yourself to be a value player and a growth player in the business as a whole. Strategic Marketer is brought to you in part by Thrive Themes. Thrive Themes is a killer visual WordPress editor. They've also recently launched editable themes so that you can edit every element of your WordPress theme. You can create amazing landing pages that are beautiful and conversion focused. They've built all of their products around helping you convert more leads into customers. You can find out more about Thrive Themes by clicking the link in the show notes. Absolutely right. And I couldn't... uh, uh you know, emphasize more on finding yourself uh, in the right spot or in the good spot. And you can only know if if the role and the role you're playing is good or bad or good or not so good, only when you know where the organization is headed. So unless you ask these questions around what our growth strategy is, what are the top initiatives, you'd never be able to kind of uh, uh, connect the dots so Joseph, to your point, I think it's really, really important that as a as a marketer, you support initiatives that are of paramount importance. And uh, you know, if you find yourself in a spot where it might not really be resonating with the top initiatives, it's okay. You know, you every all of us need to own our stripes. So do the best job. Uh, you know, uh, do, do, you know, bring yourself and uh, give the best that you have. So you position yourself for an initiative that might be far more pronounced in terms of the organization's growth. Yeah, that's excellent. I love it. And and you know the, uh, probably one of the one of the last uh, few things that I'd suggest is it's not it's not just uh, 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 justified on my part to say hey you know go learn growth strategies go learn your competitors without you know giving you an insight into where you can find answers for these things. So I think one of the most important, uh, you know, uh, destinations that I've always counted, and especially if you're in a publicly listed company, you know, there's something called as an annual report that your uh, employer publishes. And it's not just a tool for you to learn about your employer, but even if you are a marketer and if you're into the B2B space and you're trying to serve uh, another, you know, a business client, which is publicly listed, just go download 
uh, you know, the 10K, the annual report, you would read so much, you'd learn so much mm. about the organization. They speak about their strategies, they speak about their financial performance, they speak about their headwinds. So there are a lot of different, you know, topics that they cover under, uh, in, inside the annual report, which are highly relevant uh, in terms of building uh, business acumen. So that'd be an important uh, area of focus, Joseph. And the second aspect that I think is, you know, as long as you're curious, you would be smart enough to identify who those people are in the organization that can help you answer these questions. And the mm. questions don't have to be, you know, sophisticated or complex. It just is, hey, you know, I'm just wondering how do we increase our revenue goals? And if you're talking to someone who's as intellectually stimulated as you are, you both together would come up with 10 different ways that are probably practical and doable to grow your revenues. And it's just about finding the right forum and the right opportunity and the right channel to get your voices heard. So uh, in a sense, Joseph, uh, I think it's really important for us to be uh, self-aware and self-motivated in this pursuit of uh, developing and building our own personal growth strategies. Yeah, no, those are all excellent. <laughs> and, uh, I think, you know, one thing that I've learned is there are certain times in your career and, you know, certain people also that just attract a certain level of opportunity. Um, but if you're waiting around for somebody else to notice you and to give you an opportunity, it might not ever come. And what you're talking about with the personal growth strategy is essentially positioning yourself to have opportunities come your way. And if you're consistently doing everything that you talked about here and gaining knowledge and understanding and being curious and asking these questions, um, you're, you're going to get more opportunities. And so you're in a sense, um, creating opportunity for yourself. For instance, if you sit down with that senior leader and you're asking about how you can in increase growth and what some of the strategies would be and you're brainstorming with them, there's a, a really good chance that when you land on whatever that main one is, they're going to say, okay, go ahead. <laughs> and then now it's your time to execute and you've gotten that opportunity and, and it's your time to really be able to, to, to shine there. Um, whereas if you never ask the question, they're going to just keep assigning you things that are on their plate that they want to get off. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, to the point that you get that opportunity, pursue this quietly, pursue this honestly, pursue this uh, continually because uh, it's really important that you are at it and uh, it's really important that you don't break any eggs in the process your curiosity should not lead uh, you know uh, lead, lead lead to your rupturing any relationships so uh, a good balance of you know how do you manage your curiosity versus visibility is is always healthy yeah and uh, um before we wrap up i just want to say I said this to you off the call, but I'm going to say it now on the call. <laughs> I really appreciate about you, Ravi, is that you're extremely smart and you you understand strategy and business acumen, and you've really made um, some amazing had some amazing opportunities because you've you've really worked hard and earned them. Uh, but you also have a level of humility, and even in that last answer about being careful how you go about that and and not burning relationships and breaking eggs and in the process and then also just making sure that you actually follow through on the things that come your way uh, without a lot of frills and and you know self-promotion um, that level of humility it's hard to find that i feel like in the business world and um 
I really appreciate that and you. Um, yeah, thank so you. thank you for sharing that. And, and you know, thank you very much and you're very kind. And uh, this is my big opportunity to pay it forward. You know, I love the opportunity to influence uh, young managers, especially uh, realize their full potential. And, and it just is, you know, it just speaks to, uh, it just gives so much happiness when you are able to play a role in someone's success. And I uh, wholeheartedly thank you for uh, bringing me in front of your uh, listeners. And of course, you know, I've enjoyed every uh, conversation that we've had that has uh, gotten us to this stage and really appreciate what you're doing outside of uh, your you know day job to bring people together and get these conversation uh, get get these conversations going so keep it up and uh, thanks again for the opportunity yeah yeah so i wanted to i, I always close with this question so i don't want to leave without saying it so what is um what is because you've talked about a lot of really good stuff and it's all extremely practical, but if somebody is going to take one thing away from this, this conversation, what's something practical uh, that you want them to take away? So the only thing that I'd suggest is stay curious. I think always, and you don't, you never have to verbalize this, but ask this question, uh, you know, let this word come to you time and again. And the word is why. So every time you see something happening, and, and don't, don't really, you don't need to ask this, you know, say this out loud, but more often you say why to yourself, you'd be in a much, much better domain in terms of your awareness, your knowledge, and, and also, you know, uh, what needs to happen next. So, uh, Joseph, my one answer is curiosity and let that curiosity begin with a simple word, why, and best to keep that why internal to yourself. Till you have an answer, which would probably, uh, you know, make everyone's lives a uh, little easier. Man, I love it. That's really, really good stuff. So, Ravi, last question for you. How can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Perfect. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can look me up. My name is uh, Ravi Kyasaram. So it is uh, R-A-V-I-K-Y-A-S-A-R-A-M. So always accessible, always available on LinkedIn and would love to connect with uh, with all of you out there. Thank you. Yeah, well, Ravi, thanks again. Really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Joseph. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to The Strategic Marketer wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you could do me a personal favor and hit five stars on the rating, you don't have to leave a full review, just hit five stars. It would really help me out. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Strategic Marketer.